0: Welcome to the Anderson Business Advisors Podcast, the nationally recognized preferred provider for asset protection and tax planning in the nation. This show is for real estate investors looking to protect their assets, save on taxes, and build their wealth with Clint Coons. Clint is an attorney, author, avid real
1: estate investor, and featured instructor at Anderson's tax and asset protection events held throughout the country. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, it's Clint Coons here. And in this episode, what I wanted to do was bring to you someone who's an expert in their field and talk about an area of investing that a lot of us just don't realize is out there. I mean, so many people talk about flipping property, buying property, and I teach you strategies on how to address those types of investments but there's a wide range of opportunities when it comes to real estate investing. So in this episode, what you're gonna learn about is something that's called note buying. And what I thought I'd do is I would bring to you one of the foremost experts in this field, His name is Bill Mencaro, and he is with Paper Stores. He started this company. I've been following him for years. And in fact, we actually speak at his event. And he has a very interesting life story where he's been a radio talk show host. He's uh, been working in Congress before. He's on a transitional committee for Ronald Reagan. So he has a lot of experience, but more so he's been investing in this niche area. And so what better way than to bring to you an expert in the field? Bill, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Clint. It's a pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Great. Hey, so why don't we start off? Tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you got started in this business. Well, you covered a, a little bit of
0: range uh, my background a little bit. I still do a radio talk show, by the way, uh, with my wife, Allison. We're called uh, First Couple of Texas Radio, and that's that's our website. In fact, first couple of Texas Radio dot com. And that's uh, we talk about all sorts of things, including real estate, by the way. What I have to credit our tenants for getting us into notes, uh, buying real estate notes. Uh, and we're, we're obviously going to explain more of that in a moment. When I say my tenants uh, got me into it, you know, being a new landlord, not really knowing how to be a landlord. Now now I've been a landlord for about three decades, so i sort of getting it. But uh, they call it tenants, toilets, and termites that you have to deal with. When you own a real estate note, I discovered... That no if a tenant uh a homeowner cause a problem, they don't call you. You're the banker. You know, if there's a problem in the house that somebody in the middle of the night does not call the banker, they call the owner of the property. But if you own the note, you're the banker. That's one reason we got into it. Another is for cash flow. Uh, you can get higher yields or interest rates uh, than you can with uh, most other investments, certainly with a bank CD these days. And uh, it's... Com- that's combined with the lower risk than almost any other investment I know of. Uh, the, for example, if you buy a mortgage on a half a million dollar house and you put $80,000 into buying that first mortgage, you just hope it goes into foreclosure. So that's what I mean by lower risk. There's Obviously, there's always risk in any investment. Another point is you can determine what interest rate you want on your money, which show me another investment where you can do that. So those are some of the reasons that uh, we're still into real, we're still into real estate. We, we, have, we have a number of properties uh, here locally uh, in our town in Texas, but uh, we certainly also buy notes.
1: Yeah, I think so, you know sometimes people fall into something, they don't intend to start off that way and maybe they start seller financing and they realize, hey, property's no longer my concern. it's their concern. I just hold the paper on it. And so maybe that's how you uh, possibly got started because I, I know several uh, investors that have done that themselves. But for those people who are not familiar with it, what is a note? A note is a promise, a promise to pay.
0: You know, I could give you an IOU, and uh, it would be payment payment over time. Usually, it's uh, it's a mortgage secured by real estate. We we call it a note for short. Technically, it's not a mortgage, but we don't have to go into that. It's a it's a note secured by real estate. So you, it's a promise to pay, and if somebody, let's say. I sold a house and instead of having the buyer go to a bank and get a bank loan, I say, you know, I like your credit. Uh, you've got enough down payment. You just pay me the payments every month instead of paying the bank. So you sign this note. I owe you for just make up a number, $100,000 to buy my house and you give me a nice hefty down payment. And now I'm getting that money every month. I'm getting $1,000 a month or 1200 or whatever it is from you that bought my house. But then I decide, you know, I'd love to take a cruise or I have some other reason that I'd like to have a chunk of money rather than just the $1,200 a month coming in. So I go to an investor and I say, are you interested in buying this note and you getting the $1,200 a month if you give me a lump sum of cash? And that's what the investor does. Uh, then the investor, I, I just tell the, the guy who bought the house from me, instead of spending me the $1,200 a month. You send it to this other person who has bought the note, and he's now your banker, if you will. That's how it works, and notes are sold at a discount. So I would sell my $100,000 note for something less than $100,000 because of several things. Number one, it's payments. I'm selling payments to be made in the future, and there's no guarantee. There might something go wrong. Uh, Also, just the time value of money, $1,200 today is worth more than $1,200 to be paid 10 years from now. So the notes are sold at a discount. And that's what makes it very attractive for an investor, because he's getting $1,200 a month, but he didn't spend $100,000 to get it. He might have spent $80,000 to get it, which brings his interest rate higher than the face, face interest rate of the note, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So so what I'm hearing you're saying is that I am buying like a mortgage from a bank, essentially, and instead of the purchaser of that property, the borrower paying the bank, now they're going to start paying me that money on a monthly basis because I'm going to own the rights to receive those funds. I'll have the secured interest in the property. Exactly. Well, how do I ensure that that is, that position is secured against a property that people know that I'm involved with it? You mean, how do you know, how does the payer know to pay
0: you instead of uh, the other person in the bank? or something?
1: Yeah. So if I went out and I bought a note from you, yeah. How are they going to know to pay me? Okay. I, I let them know. They know me. They don't know you.
0: You you can't send them a letter and saying, you know, well, I'm Clint, so start paying me. Mm-hmm. They don't know you, but they know me. And I say, I have sold it, sold it to Clint. And I've never had anybody question that.
1: So, for example, if I was going to buy a note and I'm interested in this, there are different types. As we say, there's a first deed of tr- first position, second position, third position. Yeah. And I was talking to an investor the other day or a couple of months ago, and he said, oh yeah, I, I uh, took a second position against this property. I have this note. And I said, you do? He goes, yeah, I loaned the money now have this holding this note. And I said, well, what did you loan? How much against the overall value? He goes, oh, 100% against the uh, after rehab value, because this was a rehab deal. OK, so okay. I thought it was kind of risky because now he's holding this paper where he'd loaned this individual investor money against the rehab. Now, say he wanted to turn around and sell it to you. You would step in and buy a second then on that property. And there's risks that come with that. So what I'm asking, is, do you buy seconds or do you stay with first? I stay with firsts. Uh,
0: I have bought seconds in the past, and you can do that if you understand what happens. In, for example, in the case of a foreclosure, if the f- older of the first lien forecloses, you have to step in, otherwise you'll lose your investment. Uh, so you have to step in and pay off that first lien to uh, protect your, your investment. And I don't particularly want to fool with that, but other people do. I wouldn't touch anything beyond a second, that's for sure. And you're Investor friend, that sounds a little scary to me because it's an, uh, for one thing, it's 100% of, did you say after rehab, it's 100% loan to value?
1: Yeah, he's going against after rehab
0: value, correct. Yeah. I mean, number one, you you yeah, so, you know, you never know if the rehab is going to happen or how it's going to be after it's so-called rehab. Uh, so that, that, that would kind of scare me.
1: So when you're looking at the notes, you have to know then what you're buying, be it a first or a second.
0: Note, you have to do what's called due diligence, which I know you're familiar with. And for notes, uh, that's what I call the the three P's. You have to look at the paper, you have to look at the property, and you have to look at the payer. Okay, first you look at the paper. That means what's the interest rate on the on the note? How's it written? What's it secured? Uh, then you look at the property. Well, the interest rate and the other terms of the, of the note. I mean, I I actually believe it or not, I have a copy of it. I once saw uh, somebody sent to me a, what they called a note, and it was an IOU, and a guy wrote, wrote on it, I promise to pay, you know, so and so $100,000 on or after this date <laughs> it was written. So obviously that's, that's, so you have to look at the, the paper. Obviously that's a worthless note on or after, not on or before. Then you have to look at the property. You know, what my, my rule of thumb is would I, be happy owning the property that the note is secured by. That means I wouldn't buy a note on a nuclear waste dump or a gas station or a big industrial building. So I would, I don't know what to do with those those properties. So I would rather stick to properties that I would want to own a single, fa- nice single-family house. You know, an office building maybe. You know, I might consider other things like that. And then you look at the payer. Uh, what's their credit? Is the note brand new? that's could be risky because uh, there's no track record of the payer paying uh, on the other hand there's what we call a season note which might have six months a year or five years of on-time payments that's great that makes the note worth that much more so if i look at the payer the property uh and the paper and then you have to look at what state is the collateral located in are they creditor friendly or debtor friendly states you might think twice about buying a note. In a debtor-friendly state, it's going to take you a lot longer if there's a problem to uh, foreclose or do whatever you have to do to uh, cure that note. Is it a judicial foreclosure state or a non-judicial foreclosure state? In a judicial foreclosure state, you go to court to foreclose. And that's usually going to take you longer and be more expensive than in a non-judicial foreclosure state uh, where the property is sold and the courthouse steps in an auction to the highest bidder. So those
1: are some of the major
0: things to look for when when you're buying a note.
1: Okay, so everything that you just brought up there, there's a lot to unpack, but one of the things that I would be really interested in understanding is if somebody approached me and they said, here's a note that I have, this borrower owes me 200, it's a $200,000 note, they've been paying me for six months, and I'm looking at that and they wanna sell it. So first off, how do I verify the payments? that they've been paying to this individual. So I know that the borrower has been paying on time. How do I know the credit of the borrower? And then how do I determine the value of that note, what I would offer for it?
0: First of all, proving the payments that have been made. It's ideal if this note had been serviced by a, serviced by a servicing company. And there are such things, of course. Then you just have the records of that. If the person who owns the note has been collecting the payments themselves, uh, Use ask for copies of the deposit slips uh, or the, the bank statements uh, showing that those payments were deposited. So that, you know those are those are different ways to you know to to prove that those payments have been made every every uh, when they're due. Uh, second question was again the credit
1: of the borrower. How do you determine the credit of the borrower? Yeah, uh,
0: legally, and I'm not here to give legal advice. Obviously, I'm not qualified to do that. Uh, but from what I understand, what I've read. Uh, under the Fair Credit Reporting Act, if you are in contemplation of loaning money or, and it's been interpreted as buying a note, you can pull the credit of the payer. And uh, that's the best way obviously to, to do that, uh, is, is to pull credit if you are uh, doing that. I suggest that it's best to protect yourself, uh, to ask the note holder, to ask the payer to sign a paper giving you permission to pull credit. You can do it without that paper, but just to protect yourself, I, I suggest you do that.
1: So how do I determine the value then? So this note, it's $200,000, we're six months in, and they're tr- they are they want to sell it. You know, they're going to make an offer, I'm going to make an offer. What do, you, what do you do? Well, you determine, after you've
0: looked at the payer and the property and the paper, uh, and you're satisfied, take a look at reasonable, how much interest do you want to make or yield, so we call it. Uh, do you want to make? Now, yeah, I'd like to make 500%. Well, it's not, obviously not going to happen. Uh, there's a range of yields that will make your offer possibly acceptable to the, to the note owner. And the way you, let's say, okay, the note is written at 6% and you say, well, I want 10% uh, interest or yield. You have to learn how to operate a financial calculator or go online to a financial calculator site. And you just plug in the interest rate that you want, your, your 10%. You plug in how many payments remain and uh, the uh, value, the uh, value uh, sorry, the interest rate, the number of payments remain, and it will give you what you should pay for that note at, uh, at, ten, at 10% yield. Other, I've known people who don't use a financial calculator. They just make up a number. Uh, that's the discounted number, mm-hmm. and they say, you know, whatever they get is is really good. Uh, you can do that too, you know, if it's a if it's a whatever two hundred thousand dollar note, you know, and you offer him one hundred and forty thousand for it, and he takes it, I guarantee you, that's going to be a good yield.
1: Yeah. All right. So that kind of really answers one of my questions: is that to get started in note buying, you got to have cash, right? Because have you ever run into a situation where someone's going to sell it to you? like on a wrap, on an installment sale, where they'll say, listen, as long as you can give me 50 grand up front and then give me payments over time, I'll sell it to you. And so then I keep collecting the payments and I'm paying someone else out. Yeah. You know, other than the cash option. Yeah. Can we talk yeah, to absolutely. that? absolutely.
0: That's a good, that's a good uh, idea. idea. That's a good suggestion. You can wrap it. Uh, you, can, you can go in with a partner on a note uh, where you each share the payments or maybe your partner puts up most of the cash and they get... Most of the payment. There's a, it's another thing that's great about notes. There are all sorts of creative ways to do it. Uh, let's say you and I go, in, go into a note together. Uh, and I say, well, you know, I can put in about 20% of the cash, but you'll have to put in 80%, but then you get 80% of the, of the amount every month in the, in the payment. And I get 20%, or you get the next X number of years payments and then they revert to me. You know, if it's a 10 year note, you get the next seven years of payments, for example, and I get the next three because of the time value of money. There's all sorts of ways you can, you can do things like that, or you can broker notes, uh, where you don't require any cash investment at all. And that's simply finding a note, getting the information on the note, the payer, the property, the, uh, the, uh, paper, going to an investor and saying, what would you offer for this note? And the investor tells you, and you go back and offer a different price to that. And, you know, if the investor offers 50000 for the note, then you come back and uh, t- tell the uh, note owner, okay, I can get you, you know, 45000 And if they accept that, you your commission is the $5,000 difference. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways to buy notes without actually using your own money.
1: So when you're doing that, though, would you recommend that someone who is interested as far as building out a team should they have a title company involved, and an attorney to help ensure that the note is perfected, that everyone knows that they're the owner of it vis-a-vis the borrower? Absolutely. Yes to everything you just said. You use, use an attorney, especially if
0: you're just getting started. But I always use an attorney just to make sure that, uh, particularly if I'm buying a note out of, uh, that's not in my state and I'm not familiar with the state laws, I definitely want to have a, an attorney who is uh, in on that looking looking over the deal uh making sure the the note particularly in the the uh, deed of trust or mortgage or contract is written in accordance with the state law for example, I used to live in Virginia, and I think the uh there's some language in it uh and I don't remember now what it was, but uh there's a phrase it, that's used in all notes, but in Virginia, if that phrase is not in all capital letters, the note is void now how would you know that you know, uh you gotta have an attorney yeah gotta have an attorney and yeah. stuff like that
1: so so then if i'm gonna buy a note do you put together your own purchase and sale agreement between the parties so if i was buying yours i would have a, a per note purchase and sale agreement that you would give me certain warranties in that is that typical the way it works that is absolutely
0: typical. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have uh seller's representations and warranties like you do in a lot of transactions, real estate transactions, for example, and you have a agreement of sale and uh, they're, they're fairly simple. We, we have them available on our website for people can get for a, a dollar. I think we charge for it, but uh, it's a, it's a pretty simple. I I have known people who have uh, bought notes uh, and just written out an agreement on on a napkin. Uh, I don't recommend that, but it You know, it can't be done. It can't be a valid contract even written on a napkin.
1: Okay, so then it's going back to the properties themselves. Maybe you could explain to us, what are the things you should be looking for? I mean, you said one thing, A, a property that you would want to take over if you had to foreclose, but are there some other criteria there for someone who's trying to evaluate this as a potential revenue stream for them that they should be aware of and what they should look out for particularly?
0: Yes, as I mentioned I wouldn't personally buy a property that I wouldn't want to own. Not everybody agrees with that, obviously. You know, you'll you'll say, well, you know, you can always hire a realtor to sell it. And that's, you know, that's true uh, in some some cases. I would look, if if it's not a property where you can visit uh, easily or very often, you want to have somebody just driving by to make sure it's still there. So you might want to have a friend or uh, hire a realtor or, you know, somebody uh, to do that for you when you buy a note when you're considering buying a note you want to have an appraisal done uh, and now it's gonna not going to be a formal full-blown appraisal because uh, remember you're not buying the property you're buying the note on the property so the appraiser can't get into the property most likely because the payer the payer has nothing to do with uh, the payer on the pro- on the note has nothing to do with with your buying the note uh, so you probably won't have them get in the property, uh, but you can have a drive-by appraisal and they uh, shoot pictures of the outside, all four sides of the the house, for example, uh, and they shoot pictures of the neighborhood and they give you comparable sales. So you know what, you know, what that's worth. So that's, that's, if you're, you know, if you're buying a note and you're unfamiliar with the, with the area. Other than that on properties, uh,
1: I offhand can't think of, of any other advice how do I go about finding notes? I mean, personally, I wouldn't know where to look if you, if I wanted to start investing in notes, where do you go for that?
0: Sure. There's a lot of different ways. Uh, Some are better than others. I prefer networking, establishing contacts with people uh, who are in a position to see notes come across their desk and you start thinking about, well, who would that, who would that be? Well, Mm -hmm. attorneys, attorneys, real estate attorneys, estate attorneys. Uh, quite often we get notes from people who passed away and the, the family says, well, I, you know, I don't know what to do with this. I don't you know, I don't want it or I understand I can sell it for cash. That's what we want to do. Bank trust officers see notes. Real estate uh, agents, brokers see notes. Uh, who else? Title company officials see notes, know about notes. I know of someone who Made arrangement with the title company, paid them to include when they uh when they sent out the statements to the note owners every month. You know, you get a statement from from the title company or a servicing company every month. They were also a servicing company, I guess. So when they sent out the monthly reports on yes, the note was paid this month, and here's the balance, and here's how much interest and principal is paid, etc., he paid them to put his business card in with that mailing. Saying, "Are you interested in selling this note? If so, please give me a call." So I thought that was a great way to do it. Another way would be uh, real estate investment clubs. A lot of these people at the real estate investment clubs are very active in uh, in taking owning, uh, selling property, and carrying back a note. Or they might know people who are there. Are other there are companies that uh, that buy notes on a, that's their business, but they don't buy notes under a certain principal amount. You know, let's say they're they won't buy a note under $50,000, for example. And there are quite a few of them that, that have that requirement. So go to them and say, well, I'll pay you a referral fee if you would refer notes to me that don't meet your criteria. You know, you pay the fee after you buy the note, by the way. So we, we do have a Facebook forum uh, where notes are advertised. And you just go on Facebook and it's paper source. Uh, it's under paper source groups. You can find it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, you can join the, join the forum ask and answer questions, look for notes that people have posted there as well. So there's any number of ways to find notes.
1: Yeah, and I imagine there's other data feeds out there you could subscribe to that would let you know what type of transaction went pla- is in place, whether or not it's a private party carrying back the paper, and then you could approach them to see if they're willing to sell Absolutely. It. What about discount note buying? I've seen that term used before. What, what does it mean? I mean, distressed note, distress notes, actually. That distressed? That's been used before. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, There's a, a in the last few years,
0: that distressed note buying or non-performing note buying uh, has become quite popular. And when I first heard about it, I have to admit, you know, I have had non-performing notes, but I've never bought one. <laughs> you know, they just became non-performing. Uh, but so I asked uh, Gordon Moss, who's probably the, the expert on, on non-performing seconds. I said, why, why in the world would you buy a note that the person isn't paying on? It's in default. And he said the reason is number one they're cheap, and number two if you buy a fifty thousand dollar note for five thousand dollars, you can go to the defaulted payer and say, "Look, I don't want to foreclose on you. It's your house. You know we don't we don't like to do that. How much? What you're paying right now? Oh, I'm paying whatever. Let's Thou- just throw a number out. A thousand dollars. That's what I'm supposed to pay, but I can't afford it. Well, how much can you afford? Well, I could afford uh, six fifty. Okay." We'll change, we'll, we'll, we'll do an amendment to the note and you pay 650 for the next few years and then we'll see where, where we are on that. Uh, see if you can afford more. Well, why would you do that? Because you only paid $5,000 for the note. You know, yeah. you put out, you, you invest $5,000 and you get $650 a month. I don't know what the yield is, but that's pretty darn good. So that's why people mm-hmm. buy them. Now, the, unfortunately, too many people have found out about it and so you're not going to buy a $50,000 note for $5,000 anymore. And uh, a lot of companies have come in and bought these up in bulk from banks, you know, something in individuals, you know, you can't usually can't walk into your local bank and say, you know, gee, I'd like to buy one of your mortgages. Uh, but if you walk, if you're a company or you've got deep pockets, walk in and say, I'd like to buy all your non-performing uh, mortgages or notes. Uh, that, that's what a lot of these companies have done. And they have gone through them. Pulled out the best ones and then offered the bottom of the barrel stuff to investors and raised the prices. So it's, it's a, it's become a much tougher market these days. It can be done. There are people who do it. I know of one guy who's speaking at our upcoming uh, note convention who got started with us with the paper source. Uh, I think it was about two years ago and he's now, now got something like a $10 million business going. this so it can be done he's going to be there and talk about how he how he put it all together too uh but that's it can be done it's just harder than it used to be
1: yeah so you bring that up um you have a convention coming up in may where my partner's speaking at if you could just share with everyone a little bit about what they would learn if they wanted to come out to that convention in vegas i'll put a show link there'll be a, a link to the convention in the show notes but um if you could explain it that'd be great
0: sure it's May 12th to uh, 15, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We begin with a morning seminar on Thursday that is uh, about a four-hour seminar, four, or five-hour seminar, and it uh, covers a lot of the basics for people who aren't real familiar with it just to get you up and running for the rest of the convention. We have diff- a whole bunch of different speakers We all, we have it all in the same room. So you don't have to choose among breakouts and, oh, I'm going to miss this one and that kind of thing. So it's all in the same room. We have, uh, speakers from how to find notes. Uh, we have beginner speakers uh, for, for, for beginner audiences. We have advanced uh, speakers. We have very, probably the best known names in the industry, uh, are going to be speaking at it. They're all available for private consultations with you. Uh, no charge for those. We have an exhibit hall. And as you said, uh, Toby will be uh, will be one of our main speakers, and uh, he's going to be offering uh, free consultations on tax planning and asset protection. The networking is is tremendous. I hear that over and over again. We have this once a year. You just hear it over and over again that the networking is is just absolutely fabulous. Some people come just for the networking uh, to buy and sell notes to to meet meet new people. So you'll meet the national investors. I mentioned there's the investment companies, uh, servicers self directed IRA experts, uh software companies, uh law firms, including of course Anderson Advisors, who's a platinum sponsor of our event, insurers. We have uh, complimentary open bar receptions, uh we have a white tablecloth luncheon, uh, all included, uh refreshments of course. It's gonna be May twelfth to fourteenth in Las Vegas. Uh for more information, uh go to the the link that you're gonna post uh on, on your site. Great. Yeah, I was just going to say, you get uh, people watching watching this get a, a discount to sign up.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is intriguing. If if, if anybody is watching this video, they're thinking, "Yeah, I've been thinking. Of, I've heard about notes before, and I just don't know how to get into them." I think that they realize from from our conversation that there are certain things you need to do to evaluate it, how to protect yourself, and if if you're checking all those boxes on the front end, there can be a good return for you on the back end but it's knowing that process. Would you agree that it's not something you just want to go out there and try to learn on your own? Absolutely.
0: You've got to have some kind of training. Now, are there people around that charge? I think one company told me they charge $50,000 for their training. And I've always thought stuff like that is crazy. We charge a fraction of that for our training. And uh, in fact, I offer a free e-course. It's it's an eight-part, fairly lengthy, e-course. I took my 2-day course and distilled it down into eight uh, long lessons and they're available at our our website papersourceonline.com and it's absolutely free and I wrote it so that you could see what note investing is like and note brokering it talks a lot about note brokering and just see if it's for you and if it if it isn't you haven't you haven't spent a dime.
1: Perfect. I'll put that in the show notes as well. So they'll have a direct link to the convention and a direct link to paper source so they can go there and, you know, watch that course. uh, If this is something that they're interested in. Great. Thank you. Appreciate that. Clint. You bet. Um, Is there anything you want to leave in passing? Uh, Well, there's there's a lot we
0: could have covered and uh, hope you'll be back and maybe go into some of those. I think. Yeah, there's one thing I I think I should should uh, tell you. There are note funds out there where, oh, we'll take your money and you're you're invested in a note and we'll just send you the money every month. And if if it goes into foreclosure, you'll never know about it, and we'll service it and we'll just keep paying whether it goes into foreclosure. There have been a lot of those that have gone down the tubes. So I would not recommend that people invest in a note fund like that where more money is pooled. Investors have lost money in those. What I would recommend if uh, there are note funds out there that Say okay, I'll sell you this individual note, and then it's your responsibility. We give you all the papers on it, and we walk away from it. There's nothing wrong with that, and uh, that's another way to, to find notes, by the way. Uh, so I would I would do that, and I would also, in passing, say don't hook up with any seminar company that also sells tries to sell you notes. That's an inherent conflict of interest, and it's unethical because the purpose of a of education, educating you is to, you know, obviously negotiation and all the other things about it, but it's to, so you can learn how to buy notes at, you're you're the buyer, you want to buy at the lowest possible price. And the purpose of a seller is to get the highest possible price. And they can't be the same person. Uh, So I would urge you to stay away from any kind of situation where you learn from, uh, from a company that also tries to sell you notes. That's my spiel for the day.
1: Great advice. Well, hey, again, thank you for coming on. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time with us and uh, hope to get you back soon. Thanks so much, Clint. Appreciate, appreciate it very much.
0: Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Show notes for links to everything mentioned in this episode can be found on our website at andersonadvisors.com slash podcast. Be sure you subscribe to our podcast. And if you are already a subscriber, please provide us a review of what you thought of this episode.